0: Today, we find ourselves right back in the middle of it all. And what I'm sharing is not something unique to just my middle school. It's not unique to just a school environment, in fact. Today, I'm going to talk about bullying. And I think you will agree with me that it's a critical topic when we talk about young people. So let's go ahead and get started. Have you ever felt that we are losing young people to the world around them and that they have already chosen to walk away from Jesus without even knowing him. And did you know that all young people are at risk for something? That's why I want to welcome you to the Jesus Is My Hashtag podcast, where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. I'm your host, Deb Schroeder. Join me weekly for encouragement, resources, and strategies Assist you in helping young people make Jesus their hashtag. Welcome back to my special series called In the Middle of It All, where I share observations about young people from my subbing at a local middle school this year. As I mentioned, today we are looking at bullying. I would love it if I could tell you that I have not seen bullying all year, or if I could tell you I've seen very little of it at least. Unfortunately, I cannot. In fact, I just had the opportunity the other day in class to witness it right in front of me, and it broke my heart. This year, I have watched students emerge in a pecking order of popularity. I have seen students push a friend out of their group and lay blame on that friend. I have witnessed teens intentionally target someone who's different than them and make fun of them. I have watched youth make fun of someone because they don't have the latest in clothing or dared to just dress differently than their group. I have seen students go out of their way to belittle a classmate because they did what was asked of them in class and they did their schoolwork. I've noticed students physically push other students in the hallway just to intimidate them because of their size. My list could go on and on. But I think you get the idea that I have seen it in so many different ways, and honestly, in too many ways. And here is the thing. Sometimes this bullying is blatant, and other times it's subtle. Regardless, the end result is the same. Someone is bullied, and then they are emotionally and mentally impacted from it. I think of bullying like a backpack. Each time a bullying comment is made or something is done to a young person, a rock is placed inside of that backpack. And that backpack is always on the shoulders of that young person that has been bullied. They take it with them wherever they go. And as it is loaded and continues to be loaded with additional bullying rocks, it gets heavier and heavier. It starts to wear on them and weigh them down. And as a caring adult, yes, we might see the backpack, but we don't really know what's inside of it. In other words, we don't fully know what a young person is carrying with them in terms of emotions, thoughts, and beliefs about themselves. We don't know all the instances of how they've been bullied. And we don't really know how heavy that backpack has become for them. Whatever role I am in, when I see bullying, I stop it. And when I call out a young person for bullying, I let them know exactly what I saw. I let them know that I'm also going to be watching for it again. And here's where my judgment and praying for wisdom from God comes in. You see, I don't want to create more turmoil or more bullying for a young person. So I have to balance if calling them out in front of others is a good idea or if I need to pull them aside and do it more discreetly. I have to decide if I should address the ringleader or if I need to address a larger group in regards to bullying. Because honestly, with youth, there's often more than one involved. It's this delicate balance that is difficult to figure out at times. I don't want to create more stress, but I also need to make sure that I am doing what I can do to help that young person. And sometimes that might even mean that I do nothing because the young person doesn't want me to. The truth and reality of youth work is that we need to create safe places for young people. But even those safe places can be infiltrated with bullying. We have to be vigilant and we have to be looking for it. And when I see someone who has been bullied and I'm able to follow up with them later away from that immediate situation, I like to check in on them and see how they are. I also use that time to tell them what I see of value in them and what I appreciate about them. I really want to counter some of that negative comments or the negative actions so that a young person doesn't just focus on something terrible that someone has said or something terrible that someone has done to them. I want them to be able to find truth that comes from a caring adult who sees more in them, who sees potential. I also want them to know that that truth comes from a God who has a purpose for them and created them for more than what they're experiencing right now. And those young people, they stay on my radar and I continue to connect with them and I keep pouring life into them. And if I'm unable to follow up, I work to connect them with another adult who can fill this need for them. I think about anti-bullying campaigns in schools and in communities we've had throughout the years and how historically we had really hoped that simply raising awareness to bullying and its impacts would play a major role in stopping or ending bullying. I wish it was that simple. I wish calling out and telling young people why it's bad to bully another would make it stop. In my experience, it doesn't. In order to really make an impact on bullying, I believe we have to get more at the heart of the issue about why young people bully other young people. We are dealing with youth who have a whole lot going on inside of them, and they're trying to figure out who they are, and they have a lot of emotions and a lot of hormones and a lot of just different things mentally, emotionally, physically, socially going on. Some young people feel pressure that they can't handle, and then they lash out at others to feel better about themselves. Some young people see this role modeled in their own home by their own parents, and they find it a natural way to treat others. Some youth bully because they want others to hurt like they do. Some even find it entertaining, and they simply do it to amuse themselves because they like to stir up trouble. Some have been bullied by others, and then they in turn do it as a way so that they feel stronger and that they feel in control. These are just some reasons, and there's no doubt many, many more. Throughout this year, I've also thought about the role that social media plays in bullying. I believe it's impacted bullying because there are plenty of apps out there that can be anonymous. How easy it is to say something hateful when you believe that no one's going to know it's you. Youth have gotten bolder, braver online because of this and I believe it is starting to trickle into their face-to-face interactions. Further, this has played into young people believing that they can say whatever they want. They are losing the common courtesy and kindness filters that we want them to have. When I think about bullying, I see it so connected to earthly and worldly things. In fact, bullying has no connection at all to living for Jesus. That's why bullying makes me think about how great the need for Jesus really is. You see, Jesus is a model of how to treat others. He's a model of how to see the good and the potential in others. Jesus is the one that can heal hurts and can fill a void that so many young people have. Yet so many young people don't even know who Jesus is. Right now, young people are figuring out who they are, but they're also figuring out what they believe in, in terms of more of a spiritual approach, and what their faith is, and what that looks like. Developmentally, they're still trying to figure out this abstract idea and concept of who Jesus is. And without that foundation, it is going to impact how they make choices, and where they make their choices from, and who they see as their model. And even those who do know Jesus and are growing a relationship with him, they're still in that same stage of development that it may not be foundational enough, their relationship, to fully impact their choices. Let's be honest, even as adults, we can struggle to make healthy choices that model the love we have for Jesus. I've seen young people from all different types of backgrounds bully others. It's not just young people from broken homes or low socioeconomic status or low education. It's not just something simply tied to race and ethnicity. All young people can become a bully. I have seen church kids bully others. I have seen youth raised in solid Christian homes be cruel and hateful to their peers. Honestly, no one is immune from being bullied, just as no one is immune from running the risk of becoming a bully themselves. But my heart tells me that our foundation of faith matters. It matters that we are teaching young people about Jesus, about how loved they are, about how God has made each of us unique and for a specific purpose in life. It matters that youth learn that God doesn't pick favorites he loves equally. God doesn't have a pecking order of popularity. God has a desire for each one of us, for every single young person, regardless of who they are and regardless of where they come from. And when we can view others from this Christ-like perspective, that's when I believe that we will begin to truly impact bullying. So what can you do right now? First, you need to be willing to look for bullying and see it. You need to be willing to call it out and stop it if it occurs in front of you. Let your line in the sand be a no-tolerant zone for bullying. Second, you need to be in prayer to God to heal the hurt of those who are bullied and to also heal the brokenness in those who are bullying others. I believe God hears our prayers, and we need to be actively and continually praying, because bullying is not from God. It's from the enemy, and we need to guard our hearts and our minds from this. Finally, you need to model what loving Jesus looks like and be talking about Jesus. You need to share how your faith allows you to see others in a kind, loving way. Talk about it over and over. Let youth know how your love of Jesus changes your perspective on others, on choices you make, and behaviors you engage in. The more we introduce Jesus to young people in everyday conversations and in everyday ways, the more they're going to see that Jesus is just not a mystical feeling. It is about a real-life relationship with someone that makes us who we are and guides our decisions. As a caring adult, you will no doubt continue to witness different forms of bullying. You will get to decide how you address it and what actions you take. My hope and prayer is that God strengthens you in these moments and gives you wisdom. Thanks for showing up and caring for young people. And thank you for being willing to be in the middle of it all. And I'll see you next time. Hey there, fellow youth workers. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember what Matthew 937 tells us. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. In other words, keep showing up and keep caring.